Lord, we stand upon your word today knowing that it does not return void. Father, we stand with the spirit of expectancy this morning, believing that the latter is going to be greater than the former. Lord, as we stand and exalt you and only you today, we thank you for that which is getting ready to take place in our lives and in our families. Lord, we thank you for the harvest that is coming. We thank you today, Lord, for the season in which we find ourselves in. This morning, for the next few moments, we ask that your Holy Spirit would move across this sanctuary in a very unique and special way. Let all distractions be removed from our minds and from the atmosphere of this room so that we can hear that which you are getting ready to deliver to us as a people of faith. Lord, I pray that as we are encouraged that we also are quickened by your spirit to be your hands and feet in this season. We thank you now, Lord, for what is being done, but what is getting ready to be released from the heavenlies upon your people in this very unique time. We thank you, Lord, that it isn't as it has always been, but that it is new and fresh even now. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Y'all are looking good, sounding good. And I am so thankful to be with you this morning. Those that are going to class, feel free to do so at this time. But those in the sanctuary with us today, I'm going to ask you to be so kind to indulge me for a few moments today. I'm going to do my best to deliver to you what the Lord has placed in my spirit for our time together today. I am uh, going to try to continue uh, from where we ministered last Sunday. Uh, We're going to give many references, if the Lord would help us, to several passages of Scripture this morning. But more importantly, I want to be able to deliver to you what God has placed in our spirit for this time. It may not be a traditional message this morning, so please stay with us till the end. I do feel like I want to, I feel like I need to deliver a word to you today uh, that the Lord has just really been continually bringing into my spirit. I have a book of notes today. Don't get nervous by them. Uh, but uh, we, will, uh, we will do our best in, in the time allotted today to do what we feel like needs to be done this morning. So how many is excited about your relationship with Christ today? Amen. Amen. I pray that you are. So, let me just begin this morning by sharing with you what one giant of the faith said some years ago. He simply said this, the unpreached gospel is the same as having no gospel at all. We today must understand that our responsibility is still that of the great commission to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. And we are taught in Scripture that if we do that, that signs and wonders will follow them that believe, that there will be a display of the power and the authority of God that will confirm the message that we are sharing and living out before people. But today I must be honest with you and share with you that it is a very troubling thing that we as a nation have repeated the same mistakes that ancient Israel did 
when it comes to teaching the next generation the value of being a nation under God. We see that the attempt to remove God from everything is been pursued by many. But much like after the death of Joshua and the priest and the leaders of his day, there arose a generation that knew not God, that did not know God, nor the mighty works that He has done. While that is disturbing, and it is very disturbing to see even those within the walls of our nation that does not know the Lord nor the mighty works that He's done. What is more disturbing than that is those that have been raised in the church and they don't know him nor the mighty works that he has done. This morning we must simply say, God, forgive us for our complacency and our apathy because today we are dealing with a generation on many levels that does not know about the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Paul addressed this issue in such a manner in 2 Corinthians 4. Let me reference the first nine verses of that chapter. It simply says that, therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy and we faint not, but he simply said in verse 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And he goes on to simply say, he says, even though we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed, we are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. You say, why is that important today? We today must tell the world that Jesus is still Lord. While the world is going crazy all around us and it is full of uncertainty and many are in a place of despair, I want to stand before you this morning and tell you this is not a time to be discouraged. This is not a time to be downtrodden. This is not a time to be downhearted, but this is a time to rejoice uh, because the King of kings and Lord of lords is still the beginning and he's still the end. He is still the one that is able to heal, deliver, and set free from the most drastic and darkest of situations. But today, if we're not careful... We are failing to understand just how powerful he really is. Therefore, it is in this season this morning that we find a window of opportunity to give birth to a change of direction. As we are here this morning getting to the end of the 10 days of all and have arrived and assembled on the eve of Yom Kippur, it is of great importance today that we hear what God is saying to us as a nation as well as individuals. We know today that this is a very unique time, a very unique setting for the Jewish people. We shared with you last week concerning Rosh Hashanah and talking about what that really means. And I'm not going to retell that today, but let me reference it and reflect on it just for a moment. We know that 29 days leading up to Rosh Hashanah uh, are what we simply reference as a time of festivities, one of the most high holy days that there is when it is bringing in the Jewish New Year. We find that at the Feast of Trumpets, it's a time of reflection and prayer that leads up to it, but then during Rosh Hashanah, there is specific activities that's taking place, and it is a time that early, to, early tradition tells us that at the sounding of the shofar, heaven and earth come together. We also were taught throughout tradition that that is believed by many that when the shofar is sounded, that it brings uh, confusion to Satan himself, and also uh, it is believed uh, that it is a time where God's kingship is manifested in a very unique and powerful way because the blowing of the shofar is a proclamation that God really is the God of the universe and that it is he that heralds in uh, the only redemption uh, for mankind. Uh, but we find that that just is the beginning 
beginning of the 10 days of all, which uh, ends on Yom Kippur, or as we often reference it as the Day of Atonement. I want to talk to you about Yom Kippur just for a moment until we get to where I would have us to be today. We find that by many it is believed and it is considered to be the Sabbath of all Sabbaths. Uh, it is a time uh, of great significance for the Jewish community. It is also known, as I referenced just a moment ago, a day of atonement, Yom meaning day, while Kippur simply means to atone, or as well it can mean a time of cleansing. Uh, it is observed by a 25-hour fast and five special religious services uh, in which special readings are read and special songs are sung and specific customs are kept. Uh, a special prayer book is used uh, over the next 25 hours uh, for the Jewish people where those specific prayers are prayed. Uh, the first service, uh, it is kind of ironic uh, of this time of Yom Kippur, it begins on the eve of Yom Kippur uh, and then it carries on throughout the day until sundown. Therefore, as I'm standing before you right now in just a few moments of time, uh, if not starting now, real close to now, is the first service for Yom Kippur is getting ready to take place uh, all across the land. And it's a time where prayers are going to be prayed, songs are going to be sung, but it is also a time where really much focus is put on that which was done by the high priest uh, in history when it is a proclamation and it is a retelling of the story uh, of, the, of the activities of the high priest such as Aaron when he would go into the Holy of Holies behind the veil. Uh, it will retell the stories in great de detail uh, of how we would take a young bullock for a sin offering uh, and a ram for a burnt offering. Uh, it will retell the stories of how he would have to wash himself continually uh, in a very specific manner and put on the linen coat uh, and the linen breeches. Uh, it was a time where it would simply go in and tell uh, every aspect and you can read of all of that in Leviticus chapter number 16. Uh, but what is so ironic about this time as well uh, when these prayers are been prayed and the focus has been brought back to things that have priorly took place. Uh, it is also joined by the blowing of the shofar once again. Uh, the shofar is an essential part of the high holy days, uh, not just Rosh Hashanah, but also that of Yom Kippur. Uh, and we find that we are just about 25 hours away uh, from the sounding of the shofar in a very specific manner. Uh, I, and, uh, and I don't want to bore you with the blast today day, but, but it's still in my spirit, so please stay with me. Uh, in about 25 hours from now, at the end of Yom Kippur, uh, the, 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 the ram's horn or the shofar uh, will be blown in one single blast uh, and it will make a proclamation uh, that the day or the celebration of Yom Kippur has come to a completion. Uh, and therefore it begins to set the stage uh, for the next thing uh, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. That uh, will be October the 3rd through October the 9th this year uh, that celebrates or commemorates uh, the days of wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, I'll get to that in just a few moments. Uh, but tradition teaches us uh, that this is a time or a day uh, when the long blast is going to be made to make a proclamation, uh, but it goes beyond that. Uh, Jewish history teaches us this morning uh, that it is on this day that God decides uh, each person's fate. Uh, so the Jews are encouraged to make amends uh, and to ask for forgiveness for sins uh, committed during the past year. Uh, tradition also teaches uh, that it is during this time that God decides uh, whether you will live or die uh, in the coming year. Uh, pretty heavy stuff, right? Uh, we find that Jewish law also teaches uh, that God inscribes the name of the righteous uh, in the book of life uh, and condemns the wicked to death uh, on Rosh Hashanah. 
comma. You say, why is that important? Uh, because those that fall in between the two, the righteous and the wicked, uh, it is believed and taught by Jewish law uh, that those who fall in between those two categories uh, have uh, till Yom Kippur uh, to find repentance. Uh, and if they choose not to repent, uh, they are put in the category of the wicked. Uh, but if they choose to call out in repentance, uh, their name is inscribed uh, in the book of life. Uh, we also find it is believed that the first time this took place uh, was after the Israelites made their exodus from Egypt uh, and arrived at Mount Sinai. I can give you the story uh, this morning that many are probably familiar with. Uh, we know uh, that it, is, it was at that time uh, that the Lord gave Moses the instructions of the Ten Commandments uh, for the children of Israel to live by. But upon coming off of the mountain, uh, the Mount Sinai, he saw the people uh, bowing down and worshiping a golden calf. Uh, and therefore he was angered and enraged in such a manner uh, that the Ten Commandments was shattered uh, and God could not ignore uh, the trespass of his people. And therefore uh, we find that thus uh, Yom Kippur began to take place. Uh, it was at this time that the high priest uh, would go in and perform a series of rituals and sprinkle blood from the sacrifice on the Ark of the Covenant uh, which contained the, kin the Ten Commandments uh, and it was on this day throughout this ceremony uh, that the high priest uh, would ask for forgiveness for all of Israel uh, and that atonement was made uh, for the covering of their sins. Uh, this practice continued all the way through to the, to the destruction of the second temple by the Romans in 70 AD uh, in which after it was adapted into services such as now uh, where the rabbis and local congregants uh, would go to their individual synagogues uh, and would get to a place where they would honor in a very specific manner Yom Kippur. But we know that there was a time that was coming after this uh, that the prophet Jeremiah spoke of in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34 we read these words uh, behold the days come saith the Lord that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel uh, and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers uh, in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt uh, which my covenant they break uh, although I was a husband unto them saith the Lord but this shall be the covenant that I will will make with the house of Israel after those days says the Lord I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts uh, and will be their God and they shall be my people uh, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know me for the least of them unto the greatest of them saith the Lord for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Uh, but yet when we begin to look at all of this uh, to, in, a, in a collective manner, uh, we must transition into uh, New Testament Scripture, which we find in Hebrews 10, verses 1 through 16. But for the sake of time, let me reference verse number 3. Uh, it says, But in, these, in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins everywhere, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins, uh, wherefore for when he cometh into the world, speaking of Jesus, uh, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. Verse number 9, Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, uh, that he may establish the second, uh, by the which will we are all sacrificed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Verse number 12, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever set down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. If you go to Hebrews 9 verses 11 through 15 you would find in verse 12 uh, neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place uh, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Verse 14 how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve uh, the living 
God. Now, I know that's a lot of scripture this morning, uh, but notice with me, I have to remind you today, uh, Romans 6 and 23, uh, for the wages of sin is death, uh, but the gift of God is eternal life uh, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, We also find in 1 Peter 2 and 24, uh, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we been dead to sin should live unto righteousness uh, by whose stripes ye were healed. Uh, So what does all of that mean today? Uh, Is Can I tell you this morning right now in the midst of Yom Kippur uh, that there has been an atonement that is made uh, and his name is Jesus Christ. Uh, And while the world is going crazy today uh, and while many people of faith are wringing their hands in uncertainty, uh, you and I must get our focus back on what thus saith the Lord. Uh, And his word says uh, that that I have sent my son, uh, that whosoever would believe in him, uh, they would not perish, uh, but they would have everlasting life. Uh, Can I tell you, this world is going crazy, uh, and it's going to get even crazier. Uh, But one thing for sure is this, uh, that it is forever settled, uh, that the King of kings and Lord of lords uh, is still all power and all authority, uh, and no weapon formed against him uh, will ever prosper. uh, And therefore... uh, you and I can take confidence uh, because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead uh, is the same spirit that will quicken this mortal body uh, and therefore uh, no weapon formed against you can prosper uh, because uh, greater is he that is in you uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, I did not come with doom and gloom today uh, but I come with a message to tell you uh, that in the midst of Yom Kippur uh, while the world is still thinking they got to go through specific formalities Uh, and while the Jewish people are still waiting for a Messiah to come uh, I want to make a proclamation and declaration uh, that he has already came uh, but he is soon to come again Uh, this time He is coming uh, in power and authority. Uh, He is not coming as a lamb led to slaughter, uh, but he is about to come uh, as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, He is about to make a roar uh, that the world has never heard. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, while men are shaking, uh, there is a moving in the spirit realm. uh, And I believe right now in the spirit, uh, the Lord is calling us uh, to a place uh, that we have never been uh, as a generation. Please hear me. Uh, We find ourselves uh, in a very unique place, uh, but it's a place uh, that we can begin to rejoice uh, because there is a latter day harvest uh, that's about to be brought to the house of God. Uh, Listen, uh, we're not just singing songs this morning, uh, but what the worship team didn't know, uh, they began to sing in a prophetic fashion, uh, and your family, uh, your children, uh, your children's children, uh, and your children's children to a thousand generations. Uh, Can I tell you this morning, uh, I'm gonna decree and declare to you uh, that this is not a time uh, just to sit down uh, and pat a cake with the devil, uh, but this is a time to arise uh, and begin to give him praise and glory uh, for what he is doing in the earth today. Uh, I want you to hear me this morning. Uh, The atoning blood of Jesus Christ uh, is still saving, uh, still delivering, uh, still setting free. Uh, and he is no respect of person uh, but somebody right now uh, ought to go ahead and give him praise uh, for their children uh, that's about to come to the house of God uh, somebody ought to go ahead and give him praise uh, for a supernatural turnaround uh, the unexpected is coming uh, in a moment uh, oh uh, he is still God this morning Hallelujah. We find ourselves in the midst of many things taking place. But I'm not going to keep you long this morning. But hear me. It is the first time in recent history that the people of this nation uh, has stepped into a place uh, of open repentance. And I got a word to say about that in just a moment, so stay with me. I began to look at history. And I began to go through some things. And I find that the last time that we really saw a massive 
time of open repentance in this nation was 23 years ago, October the 4th, 1997. Over a million men gathered on the National Mall, the Promise Keepers Revival. It was was the first time they came in and they began to pray as men, lifting their voice. And they began to call out and saying, God, forgive us for not being fathers. Uh, forgive us for not being spiritual priests of our homes. Uh, God, forgive us for being people of apathy. Uh, and we find that it began to shake the nation. Uh, nobody really focuses on it, talks about it much. Uh, but 23 years ago, uh, but since then, we began to see a decline. Uh, church attendance begins to tank. Uh, we begin to get so involved with everything that the world dangled in front of us. Uh, We thought we had to be accepted by them. uh, And therefore we began uh, to become contaminated. Uh, We lost our praise. We lost our shout. uh, We lost our joy. We lost our victory. uh, And we've just been trying to make it. uh, And then we wonder why our nation uh, is in peril today. Uh, Nobody was really praying. Uh, Nobody was believing for something more. Uh, But we find ourselves going through the motions of religion. Uh, We go to church on Sunday. uh, We go to church on Wednesday. We might do a revival or we might do a conference. uh, We'd feel some Holy Ghost goosebumps uh, and say, oh, that was good. Uh, But then we'd go right back to what we did. Uh, It didn't take precedence in our life. Uh, It wasn't something of great importance to us uh, like it should have been. Uh, But all the while, for 23 years, uh, we saw trouble uh, begin to increase we began to see uh, vile things come out of the closet and go to the streets of our city. Uh, we find that we began to embrace the very things that we preached against. Uh, for the last 23 years, uh, we've been ordaining homosexuality and putting it in the platform. God help us. Uh, we began to say, uh, if you want to do this and that, it's okay uh, because we just want your talent uh, and we didn't care about the people. Uh, God help us this morning. Uh, we began to let sin uh, run rampant. Uh, We begin to embrace it and accept it. Uh, And now we wonder why the world uh, is in the condition that it is. Uh, But can I tell you this morning, uh, Saturday, uh, just about 24 hours ago, uh, we saw thousands for the first time uh, gather on the National Mall uh, for a time of open repentance. Uh, And as they was there, uh, our nation uh, began to pray. Uh, There was those the righteous. Uh, can I remind you uh, that the righteous have power. Uh, they have authority. Uh, don't you believe the lies of the enemy? Uh, Abraham said, Lord, if you could find 50 righteous, would you spare it? Uh, if you found 45, if you found 40, uh, went all the way down. If you find 10, uh, what can I tell you? I believe there was more than 10 uh, on the National Mall yesterday. Uh, oh, uh, I got to tell somebody. Uh, this morning, uh, I do not believe that it was by accident uh, that it was uh, during the 10 days of all uh, that the people of God across this nation uh, assembled at noon uh, and began to say, we're going to pray uh, openly uh, for repentance uh, that God uh, would give us uh, a call uh, and that would bring his grace and mercy to us. Uh, It was throughout the day yesterday, uh, also on the National Mall, uh, that thousands others uh, was there for the event called the return. Uh, I haven't got to watch all of it yet, uh, but I did see where Brother Kit Christmas, uh, man, he tore it up yesterday. Uh, You need to check it out. Uh, I didn't get to hear everything. I caught a little glimpse of it, uh, but on the National Mall yesterday, uh, he began to proclaim a lot of things that's been proclaimed in this house, uh, and he didn't hold back yesterday. Why? Uh, It's because in the midst of repentance uh, always comes a prophetic utterance uh, that will lead and direct and guide a nation uh, into the presence of God. Uh, So this morning, uh, I do not believe that it was by coincidence or accident, uh, but due to where we are on the prophetic calendar, uh, I believe the sound of the righteous uh, is releasing uh, a blast uh, 
of the heavenly shofar that is going to disrupt the heavenlies. And I believe we are transitioning into the latter rain that is going to prepare for his return. Listen, my friend. I believe that as we hear the blast of the last shofar in about 25 hours of Yom Kippur, it's setting the release and the stage for the Feast of Tabernacles on October the 3rd through the 9th to be a time of celebration like we have never known because we, I'm going to say this prophetically this morning, we are coming out of a wilderness journey in this nation for 40 years, a little better. We have dealt with the consequences of Roe v. Way, but can I tell somebody, it's about to be a turnaround. There are some things that's about to change, not because of man, but because the atonement, the cry is awaken the master. I gotta tell somebody, get ready, get ready, get ready, because God is about to do it again. He's about to revive. He's about to restore. He's about to bring increase to this nation. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Oh, I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to give you this and then I'm done. Burning the midnight oil last night. Hear the Lord, hear the word of the Lord. Strongholds are been broken. Healing is coming to the body of Christ. Wade where children are awakening, says the Lord. Confusion is coming upon the kingdom of darkness. I am going to silence the voice of many, says the Lord, with this blast. Their vile mouths will no longer be heard, but they will be silenced forever. The blast that I am now releasing is going to cause the foundations to shake and many things will crumble, says the Lord. Men's heart will begin to fail. Fortunes will be lost. I am now transferring the wealth of the wicked to the righteous and my church will be blessed. I am going to spoil many, says the Lord. My house shall begin to be filled. Those who once did not know me will begin to worship me. And they will take my word to a generation uh, that will radically follow me. I am raising up children, says the Lord, that will do exploits. I am not done with this nation, says the Lord. I am responding to the cry, says the Lord. The election will be a sign of my faithfulness, says the Lord. Men will be confused uh, by the events of the remainder of this year. But my church will rejoice because she will know what is taking place. Uh, I am releasing now. I am releasing now. I am releasing and uh, the four winds, says the Lord. Uh, the nations of the world is going to see my glory. Uh, this is the time of harvest, says the Lord. Uh, this is a time to rejoice, says the Lord, uh, because uh, the spoil, uh, the toil of this season uh, is going to give way to a supernatural release. Uh, I am releasing my church to advance into the latter house anointing, uh, and I am releasing and orchestrating the release of spiritual authority. Uh, great walls of opposition are coming. Down, uh, I say once again today uh, that we are in a place uh, where uh, God is getting ready to be glorified. Uh, we find today uh, that it is now in this season uh, that Satan himself uh, is becoming confused by the sound uh, of the shofar. Uh, but we find that in just a few hours, saith the Lord, uh, that the long blast uh, is going to bring greater confusion uh, and it will set up a release uh, for the church uh, to walk 
walk in a realm that they have never known. We find that death is still coming to those that have opposed me, says the Lord, in the coming days. Those in high authority are about to be brought low and exposed, says the Lord. This blast is bringing an awakening to my people that is going to bring about the manifestation of my glory, says the Lord. My church will walk with glory, says the Lord, because of the repentant heart of the remnant in this nation. I am now in this season letting the blast of the shofar break the spirit of heaviness and destroying the spirit of fear. We find strongholds are breaking off of cities even now, says the Lord. Sickness and disease has been destroyed even now. A sound of rushing mighty wind has been released in the heavenlies. And in just a few hours, says the Lord, it will begin to sit down upon men and women in their prayer closet. And they will not know what is taking place. But in the midst of visitation, I will bring revelation, says the Lord. I am releasing the tongues of sons and daughters, I say again, in this moment. And I am lifting their mouths and filling their mouths, says the Lord, with prophetic utterances that have not yet been uttered. They have been held in reserve for this hour. So young people in this house, do not be afraid of what God is about to impart, but begin to be sensitive, says the Lord. I'm releasing revelation to you, says the Lord, of what I'm about to do the remainder of this year. Shakings will continue, says the Lord, but the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Oh, the darkness has been disrupted and been dispelled from my church, and I say again that I'm removing the hirelings from my platforms, and true shepherds are emerging. The blast is not just disturbing the atmosphere, but you are just hours away, says the Lord, from the latter rain that is about to come upon a generation. So he says again to you, awaken, arise, and stand fast and see the salvation of the Lord because this season is changing everything that you have known. Give him a hand clap of praise this morning. In this moment of time, they come to the music this morning. I said I wasn't going to keep you long today. The atoning blood of Jesus cannot be substituted, nor can it be ignored, but it must be embraced. We today must know this. Great walls of opposition are coming down. And what God is about to do is going to make men marvel. They will have to begin to acknowledge who He is. This morning, because of who He is, we can stand in anticipation for the blast that has been released even now. Today, as the nation of Israel, the children of God begins to go through their rituals those that are the apple of his eye so they began to retell the story of blood being sprinkled upon the ark of the covenant retelling of the duties of the high priest and while they acknowledge all of those things let us as men and women of the faith not lose our focus let us realize that there is a better covenant. Jesus himself the man that we read of and talk about and share all throughout the year the one that was born of a virgin by the name of Mary that was laid in a manger in a stable because there was no room for them in the inn. The 
The one that we read of that was in the temple at 12 years old that astounded those that was present. The one that we see at the age of 30 when he arrives at the wedding and there is no wine and he says, fill those water pots with water. And water was turned to wine. The one that we could talk about that calmed the sea, healed the leper, made the lame walk, made the dumb talk, made the blind to see. The one that was found standing in Pilate's hall and Pilate said, I can't find any fault in him, but yet he still permitted him to be scourged with the cat of nine tails. The one that we read of where his hands is tied to the whipping post. The one that we talk about that fell under the weight of the old rugged cross that was made out of a tree that he created. The one that when they got to the top of Calvary's hill willingly laid down his life and stretched out his hands so they could drive nails in his hands and his feet. The one that willingly allowed them to play the crown of thorns on his head. The one that very early in the morning, the first day of the week that was missing from a borrowed tomb showed himself to Mary and the others and said don't touch me because I have not yet ascended to my father see that Jesus is the very same Jesus that lives and dwells in each one of us and all of those things that I just mentioned was done by and through power of Almighty God and yet that same spirit abides in you and I today because of the atonement that was made through the shedding of his blood so when the enemy comes along and says we can't and others say we shouldn't how can we not stand in a place much like the early church did and said we must proclaim that which we know that Jesus is Lord, that He is all power, that He is all authority. Can I tell you in this season of Yom Kippur, I stand here knowing this, that the sounding of the shofar is creating a blast that is not just disturbing, but it is releasing the heavenlies and you and I today must position ourselves because I believe wholeheartedly today that the last blast of this Yom Kippur season is setting the stage for the last blast that Gabriel will sound from the portals of heaven the eastern sky is going to be split and those that are dead in Christ will rise first and those of us that are alive and reign will be called up to meet them in the air what a glorious day that'll be can I tell you it's nearer now than it's ever been but there is a harvest there is a harvest before we leave and I want to say this this morning as we get ready to pray the Lord really just put it in bold letters in my spirit in worship this morning while he gave it to me last evening and I read over it very quickly but I want to say this to you mommies and daddies and grandmas and grandpas and spiritual fathers and mothers in this house and those that are joining us by social media today the Lord says that I am raising up children says the Lord that will do exploits. Some of you, I want to say this, some of you are dealing with children that may be acting out a little bit at this season and you don't understand why. The Lord put this in my spirit, said because there is a war for their souls right now. But there is children 
we see that God is moving on the young people and the young adults, and that's going to intensify. But we're coming out of when this blast is brought. I believe this, and I believe I'm speaking to some people in this room. You may be frustrated. You may be overwhelmed a little bit. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll stay faithful, if you'll put your trust in God today, I'm believing that as the sounding of the shofar, this Yom Kippur season is coming to a close, that there is a release coming to the small children, and their minds are going to be renewed, and their spirits are going to be awakened. And at a young age, they're going to begin to have prophetic utterances that is going to begin to astound the people of God. And therefore, I just want to take a moment and I release them today in the name of Jesus to be mighty men and mighty women of God at a young age. Hear me this morning. August the 9th, seven weeks ago, I preached to you from this platform preparing for a blast. Last week I ministered to you living in the midst of the blast. But this morning I'm standing here telling you that we are just a few hours away from the last blast that is getting ready to bring a release and is going to bring glory and honor to the kingdom. And therefore, we must be ready. God is calling us. I believe it's safe to say His Spirit is wooing us this morning. Just wooing us this morning. So today, where are you putting your trust? Where are you putting your faith? I pray that it is in the atoning blood of Jesus. The old song that they used to sing, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can fix whatever's wrong in your life this morning? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. As we stand all over the house this morning, this morning and simply say these words the unknown Jesus of our day is getting ready to become known he's going to become known in houses of worship just like this all across this nation where men and women have begun to call out to him but do not be distracted are discouraged by what you hear and see in the coming days and weeks ahead. But know this, that God is doing something new. And while it is going to cause disruptions, it is causing a release in the heavenlies. And I believe this with all of my heart. That when this shofar is sounding, I believe what is going to take place in the spiritual realm across this nation today, in just a few hours, tomorrow, the close of Yom Kippur, and this isn't to mess with your emotions today, but this is just what God has put in my spirit that much like the story of the prodigal son says when he was in the place of the swine and he would have filled his belly with that which the swine did eat it says that he came to himself something sounded in his spirit that made him come to himself wayward children that's just hours from coming to themselves backslidden preachers backslidden worship leaders backslidden worship leaders and teachers and 
people of the faith that used to be intercessors and prayer warriors that went wayward. I believe that at the sounding of the shofar at the end of Yom Kippur, there is a coming to themselves. And they are going to say that which the prodigal son said, there is more than enough at my father's house. And while they left in an arrogant fashion, they're going to return in a humble manner. And God is getting ready to do a quick work in their life. And God is going to take them and mold them and make them, put them on the potter's wheel. And God's about to do a work in their life so that they can be beneficial in the advancing of the kingdom. So mommies and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, right now, you are just a short time away from a season of celebration because somebody's coming home. I feel that this morning. Some children are coming home. Not months, not weeks, but I'm talking in days. Children are coming home because his hand is not shortened that it cannot save. But when he went beyond the veil and he offered himself, remission of sins was made. But when he ascended to sit at the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit descended, and he is moving upon the earth today. And the sound of the shofar is getting ready to be blown, is getting ready to bring such confusion to the enemy. And it's going to distort the heavenlies in such a manner that the Holy Spirit is going to move without resistance in a season, for a very short season. And life's is getting ready to be transformed and changed. So this morning, I want us to give God praise for that right now. A prayer of thanksgiving, proclamation today. So this morning, as they get ready to minister in song, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up this altar for a season of prayer today. If you want special prayer, we'd love to pray with you. But right now, I think it'd be good for us just to pray a prayer of thanksgiving, of saying, God, I thank you for the atoning blood of Jesus. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for my deliverance. But also, Lord, I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. And Lord, today is the day of the setting of the stage for the last blast, which is going to give birth to something extraordinary. Amen? Won't you come this morning, right now, as they minister in song? Won't you come? Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams. I want to thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better. And we ask that you subscribe if you'd like to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.